0: Tonight's scripture reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 to 8. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and brought them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his garments became radiant and exceedingly white, as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to answer, for they became terrified. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. All at once, they looked around and saw no one with them anymore. Accept Jesus alone. This is the word of the Lord.
1: So just a few moments ago you saw the illustration of Shannon being a a single woman who works and has all of these voices, family, boss, students. Um, social media, all these voices that are, that are speaking into her life. And if you notice the, the first time, it was, it, it was just stressful. At least the first time I saw it, it's just stressful. But then the second time, it, it was more intense as they spoke louder. And if we had allowed that to continue, if we were merciless and allowed that to continue, it could have been very overwhelming to the point where all of these voices are speaking in and all you want is just relief. Have you ever felt that way before? that you're just sick of what's going on in life, you have no control, you just lost it, and you just want relief. That's usually when you want to escape. You can do that through addiction, relationships, you can do it through a myriad of ways. But that's usually what leads us down the road to brokenness, is that we are overwhelmed. There are voices speaking into our lives. We're distracted by these voices of the world to the point that Jesus can easily, His voice can easily be drowned out of our life. Most of us, I think, maybe not. Most of us say we, we care what Jesus thinks. We want to know what He has to say. A lot of us would say we love Him. But I wonder how many of us are really listening to Him. I wonder how many of us live in such a way that he's the primary voice speaking into our lives. Maybe the reason is, maybe the reason so many of us don't allow Jesus to be that primary focus is maybe a few things, but one I'm going to focus on tonight maybe there's a lack of trust. Maybe there's just a lack of trust that what Jesus in the Bible says to us is just not what we need today. It's not real. It's not the real world. That was then, this is now. But I want to give us three reasons that we can trust and that we can listen to Jesus. And we're going to see it from this scripture here in Mark chapter 9. We're going to see that, that Jesus is real. We're going to see that he's God's son. And we're also going to see that he's the only one. We'll start with number one on the list. We're going to see first that Jesus is real. These are reasons to listen to him. I'm afraid too often when we think of Jesus in our day and age, we think of it an inspiring story, and we stop there. Everyone loves a good story, right? That's why we go to the movies. We want to be told a good story. That's why we read wonderful books. We would love to get caught up in the story. That's why most of the world is excited about this next Harry Potter movie coming out in November, is we want to know more of the story. Every good story has five essential ingredients. The first one is orientation. This is where you get to know people, to know the situation. you got to know what's going on, the orientation. That's Harry Potter 1, 2, and 3. Sorry. Then you got to have the crisis. Okay, the something happens that grips our attention. Uh-oh, now we're hooked. Then you got to have the escalation where it gets worse and worse and worse. Maybe that's round two of when all the voices are speaking. It just gets worse and worse and worse. And then number four is you have the discovery, the aha. There's something that can help me, something that can save me. There's an answer that we've been searching for. And then the final fifth ingredient is change, where we find victory over the enemy. Every good story has those. Stories can move us to action. They can bring comfort to us in our times of sorrow. They can inspire entire movements. They can inspire people to overcome obstacles. But the story that we have of Jesus is the story of a real person with unique, unprecedented characteristics. Something that separates him from the other stories. See, he made claims to be the one. Now, he wasn't the only one who made claims to be the one. There were plenty of other people who tried to fill that role. But he is the one who claimed to fill the role of the prophecies that pointed to the coming Messiah, the Savior, the the Savior of the world. While he's not the only one who claimed to be that, he is the only one who has eyewitnesses that prove that he did fulfill those prophecies. He's the only one who can back this up. The transfiguration is one of these events. This is what this event is called, where Manu just read for us, where Jesus goes up to the mountain, and he is transfigured before them. We can actually look here in in Mark chapter 9, verses 2 and 3. It says, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and brought them up on a high mountain by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them. And his garments became radiant and exceedingly white, as no launderer on earth can whiten them. This moment of transfiguration is one of those moments where it changed the way the disciples viewed him. It was an epiphany. Things were not the same after this. Something amazing happened in their presence. They were witnesses to this amazing display of Jesus in the glory of God and all of his kingdom coming on Jesus. It's one thing for Jesus to say, I'm the one, and then I believe it because he says it, but it's immensely more powerful to actually see him in the glory of God and to to, to see him show himself as the one. Transfigured means changed and transformed. So what's the meaning of this? What was the purpose behind it? Why did he show them? Well, it wasn't just to show that he was divine in nature. It wasn't just to show that he was the son of God, although it did show that. It was more than that. N.T. Wright, a New Testament scholar, said this of the transfiguration. He said, this is a sign of Jesus being entirely caught up with, bathed in, the love, power, and kingdom of God so that it transforms his whole being with light in a way that music transforms words that are sung if i told you i will always love you i hope that would mean something to you but if you hear whitney houston sing it hallelujah it's going to move mountains because it's amazing to hear her sing those words it transforms amazing thing happened here jesus isn't just speaking about fantasies about god's kingdom but he is speaking and doing truth. He is the true prophet. He is showing he is the true Messiah. He's not just an inspiring story, but he is the one who embodies the merging of two realities. Heaven and earth collide in Jesus. He is real. This isn't an inspiring story. While it is an inspiring story, it is more than an inspiring story. It is a real event of a real person. That's the first reason. The second reason is you can trust Jesus because he is God's son. Number two. So, reasons to listen he's real and he is God's son. He isn't just one of the great prophets, he's not just a good teacher. He is privileged with the position of being the son of God. Jesus is someone that no one else can ever be. He is someone else that no one else can ever be. Equal with God. The Son of God. This makes him worth listening to. Another reason we want to listen to him. In Mark chapter 9, verse 4 and following, it reads this. Elijah appeared to them along with Moses. So remember uh, Peter, James, and John were on the mountain, and they saw the transfiguration of Jesus, and then they saw Elijah appear to them along with Moses. And they were... talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, "Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make 3 tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah." For he did not know what to answer. You ever been in a situation where you didn't know what to say? This was Peter. He's like, "I don't know what to say, so let's just build some tabernacles." Um let's build a church for they became what's that word? terrified. terrified. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, and the voice said this, this is my beloved son, listen to him. If you're wondering where we got the big idea tonight, it's right there. Listen to him. Matthew gives us a little more information on this encounter. Jesus didn't just leave them there on the ground in the state of fear, but he comforted them. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 7, we see this verse as a part of the story. And Jesus came to them as they were down on the ground and touched them and said, Get up, and do not be afraid. It was a common thing for people to be terrified when they were in the presence of God. They were rightly in this situation. They were justifiably terrified at what they had seen. But Jesus came to them and told them, Do not be afraid. That's in the Bible a lot as well. He's not going to wield his power to harm us, is what Jesus says, but he's going to use that power to rescue us from the harm that we have caused ourselves through the sin of rejecting and rebelling against God. Jesus stewards his privilege. He takes his power, and he gives us grace in exchange for our sin. Let's go back and look at Mark 9, verses 5 and 6. This is Peter. He said, Rabbi, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, for he did know, not know what the answer, and they became terrified. So we learn from this and other passages that Peter's recommendation to Jesus foolishly missed the mark. I mean, it was out there. It's, it's a lot like 20 to 30% of my jokes. You just need to shake your head and move on, okay? So Peter saw Moses and Elijah with Jesus and his mind, he felt the best thing to do was to honor them with tabernacles. Tabernacles, what he's talking about, are these sacred tents for each of them. But his way of thinking was old. The voices that were speaking into Peter's life were the way things that he was accustomed to doing, not the new way of listening to Jesus as the one. He needed to listen to Jesus here and not to the way things had always been. See, Jesus wasn't one of the three. Now, there were three people in the vision, right? So you, in, in one way, he's one of the three. He's there. But don't confuse that with him being just one of the three. He was more. Elijah was a great prophet, and Moses was the greatest prophet of old. Both of them, interestingly, disappeared from view rather than dying in the ordinary way by being surrounded by family and friends. You see that in the Old Testament. And legends grew up about their somehow being spared proper death. And now they reappear, and they're with Jesus. The veil of normality is pulled back for a moment, and Peter, James, and John are able to see into this other dimension. And they see Jesus with the two prophets. But Jesus is shining brilliantly. And then there's this heavenly voice that says, Jesus is set apart, guys. He's special. He's my son. He's the one I am well pleased with. I love him. Listen to him. Moses and Elijah were vital in setting the table and preparing the way for Jesus. But Jesus is finishing the job. That they started. Which leads us to the next reason to listen to Jesus. Number three is that he is the only one. Jesus is real. He's he's God's son and he is the only one. See, it's easy to add Jesus to the list of religions in our city. It's perfectly acceptable right now for you to go out on these streets and to tell other people about your faith in Jesus. Almost every one of them will be glad to hear about your faith in your God. Unless they're in a hurry to get to the subway. And we understand why they're in a hurry. Because it's, it's, just, it's just what you do. But most people will say, I'm glad that you have found something that works for you. You know, that's great, Daniel. I'm glad that you have found something that works for you. That's fine. But this isn't something that we believe here that just works for me it's not something that just works for you this is what we hold to as truth for everyone for the entire world that jesus is the fulfillment of these prophecies that he's creator he's redeemer he's the beginning and the end he's not just true but he is truth all of the signs of the old testament point us to having faith in him there's not there are two separate testaments but they're all the old testament is leading us to the new testament jesus It's pointing to him. He's the only one. And we see that here in Mark chapter 9, verse 8, the last verse of this we're going to study tonight anyway. Mark chapter 9, verse 8. All at once, they looked around and saw no one with them anymore except Jesus alone after this amazing experience of God revealing this powerful vision to them, this powerful moment to them of clarity, they're left there in the silence with just Jesus. See the heavenly voice of God that said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And then Moses and Elijah are gone. And then that voice goes silent. And Jesus remains the next voice they hear is Jesus saying, get up and do not be afraid. If we are putting other voices above the priority of listening to the voice of Jesus, then we are living a life of foolishness. We are also foolish if we consider other voices to be on the same level as His. He is the only voice that we should give unrelenting allegiance to. He's the powerful, merciful, all-knowing, all-wise, all-gracious voice. But listening to God isn't always easy, is it? Sometimes it's really hard. But it does always lead us to find strength and power to walk in victory. When we listen to him, we will go through the tough times and we will have the grace and humility of God during the good times, listening to him at all times. You see, Jesus gives us the power to do this because he's the one who started it all by staying focused and by listening to the voice that mattered. See, it was Jesus who was listening to the voice of the Father. When those closest to him said, fight, Jesus, pull out your sword, don't let them arrest you and take you, Jesus surrendered to the will of the Father and let them take him. To the cross. When the enemies tempted Jesus to prove himself as Messiah, why don't you just throw yourself off the cross and show that you're the king, O King of Jews? Jesus listened to the voice of God and he submitted his desires to him and he remained faithful. When the voice of the mockers and executioners heckled him, made fun of him, Jesus had listened to the Father so much. He was so in tune with him that he was stirred to pray for them instead of curse them back. He said, Father, forgive them for they have no idea what they're doing. We don't usually in our lives have something so dramatic that inspires us to listen to Jesus as Peter and James and John did. But each of us is called to do exactly what that heavenly voice said to listen to Jesus because he is God's only beloved son you have other voices that you're listening to and it's really good to listen to them I'm not saying that you need to go out and ignore the voices it's really good to listen to your wife so I've heard it's good to listen to your boss it's good to listen to your friends you should listen to your family Don't be one of the people who goes around saying, I don't care what people think. I only care what God thinks. Because you're missing the point. You should care what other people are saying. But those voices should not be your God. God will use the voices of other people to help you grow. To draw you closer to Him. To teach you repentance and faith. Big time. To encourage you. To build you up, he will use the voices of others in your life. But the voice of the Lord is the voice through which you hear the other voices. You run the others through the filter of his voice. You allow him the primacy of all the voices speaking into your, your life. You get your value from his voice. You get your worth from his voice. You get your direction, your encouragement, your joy. You learn to get that from him and let that filter the rest of the voices. You get those from the words of Jesus. So tonight I'm going to close with some things Jesus... I don't know how to finish that because so i go plural or singular. Some things he are saying to us or things he is saying to us. Here's some things Jesus is saying to us. You ready? The English thing messed with me. It's my first language, but it's still my most difficult. Here are some things Jesus is speaking to you right now. Are you struggling and guilty with sin? Listen to Jesus as he said to the woman caught in adultery about to be killed for her sins when he told her, no, you are loved, you are forgiven, you are given new life, you are free from the bondage of sin because I am going to pay for your sin. Listen to me and believe If you don't feel valued by others, listen to Jesus, to the one scorned by society looking down on them, known as the Samaritan, who is the star of his parable. You are called by God. I don't care who you are. You are called by God to do his work, and you will change the world if you will follow Jesus and humble yourself. Jesus says, listen to me and believe. Are you feeling overwhelmed and lacking joy in your life? Like the wedding in John chapter 2 where the wine ran out, Jesus is saying, I will provide for you. I'm going to bring more joy than you can handle. Life is joyful when you have your faith in me. And Jesus says, listen to me and believe in me. Are you feeling tired and trying to, of trying to prove yourself? All these voices just tell you you're not enough. You just, you're tired of proving yourself. Jesus says, come to me All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you, say it, rest. Listen to me, Jesus says. Believe me. What if you're feeling like right now that life is great, and you don't need to bother Jesus with your everyday decisions? Well, look at Peter saying unfitting words, and see the grace of God deal with him gently. He said to Peter, My child, Peter, I know you're passionate. I know you desire to make an impact, but remember that I am the one who has the power to truly make an eternal impact. Peter, even in the good times, even in your excitement, listen to me and believe. As soon as we learn to listen, even when sometimes we get scared, like the disciples, even sometimes when we say the wrong things, like Peter. When we choose to listen to Jesus, we will find the love and glory of God finds us, and it strengthens us for the road ahead of us, just like it did for the disciples. God will prepare you for today and tomorrow if you and I will only listen to Him. Listen to Jesus. You have every reason to trust him let's pray heavenly father we come to you and we thank you so much for giving us every reason to trust you jesus we worship you we love you thank you for being the not only our example but thank you for being our example of showing us how to live a tough life and go through difficult things and to still remain faithful god we can do that when we are looking to you and listening to you But Jesus, we rest in what you have done for us, that we do not have the burden to be perfect. We do not have to go out and change the world. You have already done that. You are simply calling us to listen to you and to love you and to love one another. And if we will do that and we will be faithful to do that, you will change the world through us. God, draw us close to you. Give us hearts to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.